This is ASHA Voices, I'm J.D. Gray. You may recognize today's guest from his performances on the basketball court, but you'll be hearing about a different side of Michael Kidd Gilchrist in this episode. Away from the hardwood, the NCAA men's basketball champion and NBA vet has a different story to tell. One about a life as a person who stutters and the lessons he's learned while working with a speech-language pathologist at the University of Kentucky. Today, he's an advocate for those who stutter with his nonprofit initiative, Change and Impact. In this special conversation, recorded at the 2021 ASHA convention, Michael tells us about that work and shares his personal stories and experiences, including his decision to self-disclose his stutter during the NCAA tournament. I'm J.D. Gray, and this is ASHA Voices. Support for ASHA Voices comes from the Hannon Center, set the stage this holiday season for the magical parent-child interactions that support children's early communication development. Save 20% on Hannon guidebooks to help parents build their child's communication naturally throughout the day. Visit hannon.org shop. If you're at the 2021 ASHA convention in November, you may have seen our next guest. He's hard to miss, the 6'6 forward stands out in the crowd. Michael Kidd Gilchrist is probably best known for his basketball career. In 2012, he became an NCAA champion while playing at the University of Kentucky. Beating Kansas to take the title, Michael went on to become the number two pick in the 2012 draft, spending much time with the Charlotte Bobcats, and most recently, the Dallas Mavericks. For Michael, speech and basketball are intertwined. Michael is a person who stutters, and he was put into the spotlight at an early age because of his talent playing basketball. In our conversation, Michael told me about the SLP who worked with him at the University of Kentucky, his decision to disclose his stutter to the press, and his advocacy work for people who stutter through his initiative, Change and Impact. The nonprofit focuses on helping those who stutter access services from SLPs, and as a part of that, Michael creates greater awareness of stuttering and the lived experiences of those who stutter. It's Michael's advocacy work that brought him to the ASHA convention. Following the 2021 ASHA convention's opening ceremony, I met with Michael in an empty conference room a few stories above the streets of D.C. I wanted to ask Michael about change and impact, about the SLP he worked with when he was with the University of Kentucky basketball team. I started by asking Michael about those moments when, at a young age, he was put into the spotlight, whether it was being followed by cameras in high school for HBO or being a part of the number one ranked men's basketball team in college. As a person who stutters, what was his experience of those moments? It was, it was bittersweet. I don't know the average path of a of a individual who stutters, right? Mm-hmm. I have to be honest, a lot of external success, it, it had over overshadowed my speech, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I went from, and this is one path from 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 winning a national championship to 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 being number two pick in the NBA draft, you know, and with that success, a lot of people will want to talk to you, and I just kind of I did it, 
at times, but I felt lonely. I felt always judged. I felt judged. So yeah, like, again, you know, I don't want anybody to feel like that if I can help out just a little bit. Because of the media spotlight, people were always wanting to talk to you. You have to do post-game interviews before the draft. I'm sure there's a lot of calls. When that was happening, were you feeling pretty anxious about knowing that you were going to have to talk to the press following the game? Was that on your mind during the game, before the game? When did that oh, yeah. show up in your mind? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, all the time. <laughs> Even, like, in-game situations and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of like I will always want to win. I love to win, but that like always comes with an interview. You know, you win, and you have a big game that so you have to talk. Yeah. And a lot of individuals don't know or don't, you know, or don't have to think about if I have a good game, I have to talk or not want to talk, <laughs> like, uh, you know? I want to talk to you about your time at Kentucky because I understand there's an SLP you worked with there that had a big influence on you. Yeah, man. What was her name? And tell me about how you two met. Yeah, I was Meg Shake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had met her in, 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 uh, June of 2011, like she was my SOP mm-hmm. at at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That I like to think had she had she had uh, changed my life. Or without me, just even know what she did at the time. Now. That I'm older and now that I have a wife, I have um, um, uh, 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 and kids. I know that she was trying to push me to see things like things bigger than basketball. Tell me about that. What kind of things did she say to you that make you think that's what she was doing? Yeah, that, you know, like, this is a part of who I am. And don't run from it. Had you heard that before? Did I hear that before? I didn't. Nah. I didn't. I, I always will want to or even try to fit in. Because you got to think, like, even socially around my friends and my peers, Mike, the Hooper, right? A lot of success. Mm. But in that state of mind, I don't have time to, to like, grow as a kid. Mm. At that time, I didn't have time to grow mm. from... Uh, I was 17 in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, 17 in college, and I was young. So for, to like go to that to to 
to 18 in the NBA, then 19 and 21. You don't have time to think and be like, okay, I know Mike the Hooper, but who is Mike other than playing basketball? And also, that is not to say I'm done playing basketball for right now. So you're telling me that she said this is your stutter is a part of who you are, and that was a new idea to you. What was your reaction when she said that? I was running from it. At that time, I was running from it. I didn't like understand how to help myself. But like she made me kind of, kind of, kind of like help that process and start that process for me. I wanted to ask you, I read in the article published in the Northern Kentucky Tribune, that a part of your work with Meg was about disclosure and that you decided to disclose your stutter to the press is the night before the NCAA championship game and because Meg didn't want her family to know she was working with you for HIPAA reasons. This article says that she was hiding in the bathroom listening to the radio at her house. I'm wondering, why did you choose that moment to disclose your stutter? I think where, where like we had worked towards, you know, I didn't know in in March that I would be ready to to open up about my stutter, but you know we 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 had worked to to kind of get to a place where where um, I had that confidence. You're probably feeling good too because you guys are. About to go into that championship game. Yes, I was feeling good, so that played a major <laughs> part of it. Were you concerned that this would be on your mind, or were you just... Mm-hmm. I mean, no. Okay. No, no. I mean, you know, at that time, I was kind of, I was in a zone on a court, you know, so I... I, uh, you know, I didn't care. If I recall, you guys were winning each game yes, pretty yes. handedly. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you more about that mm-hmm. act of disclosure. What did it mean to you to disclose that to the press? I was nervous, man. I was nervous. They didn't know what to, to uh, think of my stuttering. But I know me, me, Me having Ms. Meg right there by my side was the best thing ever, so. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Michael shares what he wants SLPs to know, and we hear more about his advocacy efforts with Change and Impact. Want to learn more about the principles behind self-disclosure and find effective ways to work with people who stutter? Check out the ASHA Practice Portal. There you'll find evidence-based resources centered on assessing and treating fluency disorders, including stuttering, and you'll find links to associated ASHA evidence maps and related content from the ASHA leader and journals. Find a link to the Fluency Disorders Practice Portal page on the blog post for this episode at on.asha.org podcast. 
Support for ASHA Voices comes from the Hannon Center, bringing the magic of communication into 2022 with proven strategies that build children's language, social, and literacy skills. The Hannon Center offers a wide variety of practical e-seminars so you can engage parents and help them learn to promote important skills like turn-taking, gesture use, theory of mind, and emergent literacy. Earn CEUs from the comfort of home and save 30% until December 31st. Browse all topics at hannon.org eseminars. In October of this year, ASHA Voices republished an episode of the podcast called Stuttering in the Spotlight. The episode was spurred by the inauguration of someone who stutters, President Biden. As a part of that episode, we heard from SLP Chris Constantino. Chris is a faculty member at Florida State University, and he's also a person who stutters. I shared with Michael a quote from my conversation with Chris, and in the discussion about the attention stuttering was receiving, Chris said this. I think one of the hardest things about it is that it's not something that's often talked about in public. It's out there, but it's just not very public. And I think that the more people talk about it, that the easier it is for people to be open about it. Because of Michael's platform, he's able to provide this kind of representation. There may be young people looking up to him. And I asked him if he's thinking about that. Yes. Yes, you know, I don't think about... Uh, about uh, uh, just me. I actually never have. Mm-hmm. Everything I do is for like it's for the next person that can <laughs> can be a gift mm-hmm. and that can be a curse. But again, my my uh, thought process is if I'm not helping the next person, mm-hmm. then what am I doing? We're seeing this a lot recently. NBA players using their platform to evoke change, right? Yeah. 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 And I think that's a big, big thing to do. For every athlete, or or entertainer, to to kind of open up about things they are into, or things they could be into, or more knowledge or insight, or saying like you know, I don't know, or I kind of don't have all the answers, you know. I'm here today at ASHA, and I'm not an SLP, and I don't have all the answers. I don't. I'm not perfect, but also, also, I am walking in my truth, and, 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 uh, I am loving the process of that. Because we're at the 2021 ASHA convention, I wanted to know what message Michael might share about the lived experiences of those who stutter. And I asked him what he would want SLPs to know. 
I want to thank you guys. I want to thank every, 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 um, SLP out there that, that, that helps people. I think in the world today, people can't feel lonely and also desperate. And, you know, they help people like myself know that we are not alone. So, you know, I want to thank you guys for sure. I wanted to share another quote with Michael. This one came from the same episode, Stuttering in the Spotlight. Derek Daniels is the president of the Michigan Speech-Language Hearing Association and a faculty member at Wayne State University. He's also a person who stutters, and through his research, he takes an intersectional look at stuttering. And on the podcast, he talked about race and gender in relation to stuttering. Here is Derek talking about his experience growing up as an African-American man who stutters. In my young mind, stuttering was a sign of uh, vulnerability, and that was something I wasn't supposed to show. It was sort of an unwritten rule. I wanted to know what Michael, a lifelong basketball player, thought of this statement. I think, you know, as, as people and men, we are um, identified as what we do for a living at times, right? And I think in that in that title of your workplace, people can look at us athletes as being a superhuman. I'm not that, I'm not a superhero. And you know, that's not to say all athletes think of themselves as superheroes. No, and I'm not saying that at all. But I am, you know, I make mistakes. I stutter, I'm not perfect. I get mad, I get sad, I cry, and I laugh. So that that uh, quote is is amazing because I think it tells it tells a yeah. story. I agree. I want to ask you again about change and impact. What else should people know about change and impact? What's on the horizon? Oh yeah. So so change and impact is a nonprofit. That is just that is just uh, going at the legislation, and wanted to write a bill to you know bridge all the gaps between people who stutter to have. access to services as far as healthcare because it can get expensive <laughs> right 
if it's a private practice or like it's at a hospital. All these places we can get services cost, and that cost isn't always cheap, or it or is not covered. Again, I want to help people, and this is how I help. So you're looking at legislation. I understand you've also been on a bit of a speaking tour. Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man, been on a speaking tour for sure. Tell me about that. I've been talking at um, at universities and at hospitals and at camps as far as my nonprofit, for one. But two, it's just reaching the people. You know, like, I don't want to be a person that says, oh, I... I have a nonprofit, but I'm not really on the ground. I want to feel the people. I want to touch the people. I want to talk. I want to have intimate conversations. I want to know. I want to know and feel what I don't know and feel, <laughs> right? Why do you think that's important? Because, man, I just think it's my therapy, too. I want to, you know tell that kid is okay, or I want to tell that adult is okay, like if I can, you know? So I've been to places like Iowa, I've been to places like San Diego State, I've been to even Stockton, New Jersey, I've been to all the universities, man, all these places, and I'm still not done. And, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, think I'll ever be done because, you know, and this is my way of helping the, the field, the world, and, and myself, and also, and also showing my wife and my kids that ain't no limits to where you can take it, you know, so. Wonderful. Anything else you want to cover? I want to say thank you to Asha. Being here has been, been, been an experience, but, but you know, like one that's great. I want to thank them for having me. And I want to thank you for having me like on this podcast, man. This is an unbelievable platform that you have. So I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with me and to share what you're doing and your story with yeah. the SLPs listening and yeah. maybe some future SLPs. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. I right, appreciate you, man. Thank you. During my conversation with Michael Kidd Gilchrist, I read two quotes from SLPs from an episode of ASHA Voices called Stuttering in the Spotlight. Find that episode in the podcast archive or find every episode of ASHA Voices at on.asha.org podcast. Also check out an article on becoming an ally of people who stutter in the January-February issue of the ASHA Leader magazine.
ASHA Voices is produced by the American Speech Language Hearing Association and comes from the team behind the ASHA Leader Magazine. Support for ASHA Voices comes from the Hannon Center. This holiday season, stock up on research-based tools and strategies to foster young children's early language, social, and literacy development. Save 20% on Hannon Guidebooks and 30% on Hannon e-seminars until December 31st. Visit hannon.org shop. Production assistance for ASHA Voices comes from Pamela Lawrence. I'm J.D. Gray, and this is ASHA Voices.